Mitchell, 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 um, Mitch Marsh, what absolute huge news. Should I say absolutely? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just shocked. I'm, I can't even get my words right. The guy that everybody was absolutely going to be grabbing into their teams in round two because Perth are on the double, um, the most expensive player in Supercoach, um, he's out. Nathan, we're doing a quick reaction potty. We're going to just have to release it. Um, what's going on with this BBL preseason? This has to be the most chaotic preseason of any form of fantasy sports that I've ever been a part of. We have had so much turnover, so many people ruled out, injured, ineligible, what you know, what have you, wherever. We're talking drug tests, busted ankles, people just not giving a toss about the big bash or everything has happened this big bash the preseason and i'm here for it in all honesty i love it you know yeah, we've I mean, had andre part of me loves it yeah oh no keep going andre yeah. if andre russell rejected in the big bash draft and adam hose picked up like you know that's an upside down world already so it's just been absolute chaos and you know let's not rule out there being more chaos there is still, it starts on the 13th, there is nine days until the first game of round one. There is going to be more chaos, I can guarantee you. Daniel Sams is my next tip to not play round one. Yeah, well, that will absolutely throw the cat amongst the pig pigeons. Um, yeah, I mean, Faf and um, and Dre Russ were passed early because they were here for short stints and then they've become essential, really, just to cover um, some of the outs. Um Mitch Marsh, it's a huge loss for the BBL. I think, um, look, I, I was happy with the changes of who we got in. You know, we lose Livingston. I was happy with some of the big names that are coming, some of those short stint players, but it's going to be really hard to pass um, someone who, in you know, p- pass someone like Mitch Marsh and, and replace him with someone half decent. They're probably going to have to rely on local players for that. We've also got the news there that Phil Salt, we saw him take that dive in the international there and he's done um, an injury to his shoulder and he's going to be unavailable for the whole season. He's an international, but the real question is, is there even any out there? I know you're a big current fan, but is there anyone that we can actually think logically that they're going to be able to get to replace Phil Salt? Um, Because that's some big, serious top order carnage for the Perth Scorchers. Uh, there has been a couple of names that have come into my mind since we were discussing this uh, in the lead-up to this podcast. And uh, let's not forget a man called Kieran Pollard. He'd be perfect for them, you know, a top-to-middle-order top, a top to middle order batsman who can bowl a couple of overs if required but doesn't need to be relied upon to bowl every innings. It's exactly what they need. He adds leadership as well. He could easily captain the side if Ashton Turner couldn't play for some reason. And 
you know, he's the most capped T20 player of all time. He'd be a great get if they could land him. And I'll tell you what you do get with him, Kyron Pollard, too, is just that aura, which Mitch Marsh has, I reckon. Yep. He's there. He's got that sort of swag, the big dog, the bison, um, which if there was no bison, I would say Kyron Pollard is a is yeah. a bison replacement. I don't mind it. Um, I floated in one of the chats, Jason Roy. I know. Was he in the – I think he made himself available and he's not doing a whole bunch, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm – they could very well sign him. And if they had to, I think they'd be comfortable with it. He's been shocking of late form-wise. I don't think he's – he couldn't buy a run. But if if he's available and you can't find anyone, you may as well pick him. Like, Yeah. I'm going to say I reckon they're going to go for someone. It makes sense yeah. that you lose two huge, huge names. Bancroft and Hobson and, and – um, you know, potentially Connolly, the guy we all love for a loop, is not going to cut it. They're going to have to go for someone, I think. So everyone who's like sliding Bancroft into their teams, I just hold with a few more days to go till the big bash starts, and I'm sure they're on the phones. They probably already knew before today. They're probably yeah. already in the works of chasing someone else. Look, it's going to change plans big time because the big question in a lot of our podcasts is how are you going to get Mitch Marsh how are you going to get Jai Richardson? Who's still no guarantee either, um, but it makes it absolutely English season and it makes it FAFTA duplicity season, doesn't it, to start oh, the year for sure. Yeah, it, it does. I'm I'm actually quite a big fan of Nick Hobson. They're not, I, I'm not certain, even if actually, you know, let me rephrase it, even if they sign an international opener or number three, Hobson's probably still going to be in the top three. He was actually quite impressive when he played last summer, and I think he's only 83-600 because he didn't play enough games. So, I mean, an $83,000 opener playing the double, you, that's a great stash if you need to on your bench and you're not a fan of paying 180 for faff. Um, but in saying that, Cameron Bancroft could be that guy for you, though I don't think he's quite as good. And... Yeah, whoever they sign as their international replacement, they're going to attract super coach interest. Yeah. I'm going to be interested in who they bring in, possibly. I wasn't all that interested in Salt, to be quite honest. But, um, you know, there could be a cheap person, whether it's Bancroft, it could be a Hobson. You know, I've got a little bit of interest in Hardy just quietly as Same. well. Um, yep. You could bowl a couple of overs and, and, and move up in the order. Ashton Turner. There's a few things that are still to happen that could be interesting. Um, and look, to me, it's like in round two, I was like, well, I might be able to grab two scorches and then I'm not going to have quite 100000 left. And I reckon there could be a guy there that is that price point that you could grab that extra Perth person. You know, we could be right on round two for me, whoever is going to be the guy. Because we're not going to get their team for round one, are we? We're not going to even know for sure. We might get some mail that comes through that tells us who it's going to be. Um, but for me, um, there could be someone who's in that price point that I can make as a third scorcher. I could get my Richo, I could get my tie, and then I could get a cheap 80K, you know, as my third if I if I so choose. Um funds as well it really makes the funds so much easier we were pretty much on the mark weren't we, we I, I said yeah. i think he's going to be trent bolt price and we've got faff in at 180k fresh news as well as a couple of other entries into the game peter siddle we know signed peter sids has come out i i don't know i've brought him straight in my team i should say 
Um, he's in there, Sid's at 151K for me with a double first up. Um, and it's, you know, it's made the money a bit easier, I think, for people now working out plans in round one and two. A lot of people are panicking, saying it's going to make everyone's team um, cookie cutter the same. Do you think that? No. No, I think it's actually opened things up more because everyone was trying to find the perfect pathway to get Mitchell. You don't need to do that anymore. There's going to be more funds. It's actually going to open everything up. Like my Sean Abbott pick, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a few people went really rogue. Like actually starting Ben McDermott round one is a feasible option if you think he can replicate his form from last year. I'm not a fan of that idea, but he could. Yeah, I think that people, everyone was going to be hunting for Mitch Marsh. Now they might grab different players. Some people might say, well, I'm going to grab Ty and, um, you know, Berendorf, or I'm going to grab, you know, Ty, Ty Moore Mills and and Ty now. And and it always, I, I've always said on the podcast, I like to go bowler centric. Um, so th- there's going to be, I think, a lot more ways that people go because, Everybody wanted Mitch Marsh. Not everyone wants Faf. Not everyone wants Ty. Not everyone wants Berendorf. Not everyone wants Mills. There's going to be people that go these different options. Maybe someone who is going a, a 120k and now is going to pump 50 or 60k in there. Um, it's yeah, it's going to sh- see a few different ways to tackle it. I reckon. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just on that, Aaron Hardy, as we said before, I really like him now. You're looking at a guy who's batting at six, maybe five, depending on if how if they can land an international. He'll bowl a couple of overs at Perth for sure. He basically plays like that typical Dan Christian role that we keep talking about on this show. You know, you're batting, you're closing out in innings more often than not, and you're going to contribute with the ball in the middle overs. That's exactly what he's going to do, and he's not even a hundred thousand, and that's the beautiful part. Mm. Like. I'm very tempted to stash him on my bench. Um, will I? I'm not sure. It depends on how fond I am on Faf. Maybe I could just trade him in round two. I don't really need to hold him now that Mitch Marsh is out. Yeah, well, that's the thing too because I did naturally, because Mitch Marsh, I had him there when we last spoke, but it was going to be Faf. I just wanted to be on the black, in the black with the old funds. It doesn't have to necessarily be Faf. I think the other one I'll go with is Ty, definitely, who's probably 30K cheaper, isn't he, or whatever. Um, And if I needed to pump in extra funds, or it could be Faf, um, but someone like Aaron Hardy, you know, it is an opportunity for you to um, pump in another person onto your bench. Like, um, there was a point in the preseason where I had two nuffs on my bench. Then I went to one being Connolly, but technically um, in round one with the scorches being off, you could go a hardy if you've got extra cash um, and have no nuffs. Um, But you're obviously then just going to be relying on, you know, buys um, for your loops. There's lots of different interesting ways to to go about it. Look, I'll talk about the changes that I've made in my team. Um, You know, we talked yesterday. Well, I've got Inglis and and Jilk still in my keeper. I've got Short, Sams, Khan. I have got Rossow, but I am getting really shaky on Rossow. Another duck. Yeah. Um, I just need Thunder players, but they're just really not appealing to me. Um, Thunder players based on form. You know, you got Sanger out of form. You got Ross Al. Seems like he's dealing in ducks. That's all he's doing. 
Yeah, but you know that he's going to do this, and then out of nowhere, he's going to come out and blast 80 not out in the first game of the Big Bash season. And he's going to make us all regret not owning him. So what I'm going to do is instead of starting him, I would bench Luke him in. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got Hales as well, so they're both sort of scary in a way. It's going to be Hales yeah. or Rossau is going to be my bench loop. I don't know who it's going to be, but at the moment I've got Rossau. Um, Stoinis is my other bat. I've got Faf on the bench with um, Hales. So Hales is the one I just – it's like I can get a little vision in my mind of him copping a beautiful in-swinger or something, left armor or something from uh, Bolt. That, that gets him out for a golden duck. So um, he's the one that I've had on the bench. Um, in the bowling, I've gone Rashid Khan. Poor old Colin de Grandhome only lasted a day basically in my team because he's gone. I've gone to Peter Siddle. Um, Sids! Sids is in. I just like him at 151K on a double. He's a wicket taker. He's going to, because he's, he's just Siddle, you know, he's got an aura about him. He's probably going to get the good overs in that team as well. Him and Thornton, I reckon, are probably going to get the the good overs um, in that team. Um, Nisa is still in my team. McAndrew, who I, I talked about on our most recent pod, and Zampa. On the bench, I've got Nathan Coulter-Nile um, and Cooper Connolly. Nathan Coulter-Nile is my bench loop. I'm going to get a look at him. I am a little less confident on Nathan McAndrew today because obviously you and I are out in the public domain. So we get lots of messages and a few people have been like, well, can you see him batting, you know, earlier than nine or 10? Like where are you, what are you, you're talking about how he's in great batting form. I was like, well, I mean, I'm picking him as a bowl. I'm not picking him as a bat or an all rounder, but I was calling him McWilly. Um, do you still think McAndrew's good? I mean, even if he does bat at nine or ten, is he going to bowl maybe some death and some opening overs, do you reckon? Um, I think the Sandu signing really hurts. Yeah, the Sandu signing. I think Sandu's form last year and his, he, he's just a very classy bowler now um, at the death. Him and Sam's... I think they, they're going to be bowling death overs. I think McAndrew will bowl in the last four overs. I I just don't think he's bowling either of 19 or 20. Um, mm. I do think he bats at eight. Mm. And pending what they what their opinion on Ben Cunning is, whether he's a Daniel Sam's replacement if he's injured, or whether he himself has his own role in their 11, you know, if, we, if there's no cutting, then I think McAndrew bats seven. And I think, you know, that's a very... A viable pick because it's not just uh it might be that he actually bowls in the middle overs and because he, he might be bowling in partnership with uh chris green green creates good pressure through his bowling and then McAndrew might reap rewards it's you've got to look at him a bit differently instead of looking at him as like a death bowler he might be more of that middle over i'm going to repeat myself again but dan christian sort of option yeah, um, we might get some late hitting as a bonus. Um, look, the, something that's interesting that's come up is I'm fine. When there was a time where I was like, I could go with six Thunder players. I don't feel like that anymore. I feel like I'm struggling to find four good Thunder players that I want to go. How do you feel about Thunder now? Oh, I, I think you're going to have to pick no more than four. Because you've also got to take into account that they have that buy round three, 
And so you don't want to overload it, even though they've got back-to-back doubles. You just want to pick the key players. So I'm not going to go above four. Um, yeah. I, I've had a fleeting thought about Sandu, but I just, I'd rather Peter Siddle, really. Yeah. I mean, look, I've got five. I've got Jilks. I've got Sams. I've got Rossau. I've got Hales. And I've got McAndrew currently. So that's five. A lot of people have really given me a lot of shit about having jilks. Like, what's the point, bro? Like, you're not going to be able to double him in round two because he's he's one of your two keeper options that you've got in your team. No one says that I'm not going to bring in a keeper in round two. I could, you know? Yeah. I mean, right. and Bancroft, you'd think, is Bancroft going to come in as a keeper bat? Or is he in the system as just bat? He's only? in the system as a keeper bat, but I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole because he's rubbish. Well, he is rubbish, but he, he might be yeah. batting opening or three. Oh, yeah, that would maybe. Just, that, um, I would, yeah, I so, would go ballistic. Yeah, so look, the three, I mean, look, I'm going to stick with Rossell. I'm kind of in agreement with you. I feel like all these ducks are leading into a form turnaround. And, you know, sometimes you've got to just trust Roll. I reckon he's got a good role in that team, and I'm gonna um, and he's on a back-to-back double. So I'm going to take it. Um, you know, Jilks has just been re-signed, so he's definitely going to open their batting. And it looks like what they, you know, Gilchrist mentioned he's keeping. He's got the keeping, I reckon, as well, locked up. Um, yeah. You know, Sam's under an injury cloud. McAndrew is is probably a bit of a punt. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm I'm struggling to find. I mean, if I if I didn't have um. You know, McAndrew, I could take a punt on Sandu or I could go with Faruqi or I could go with Gadia. Um, and I don't want to do that because I don't think they're going to get two games. So that's the changes that I've made in. I think I've got two pretty good loops in Hales and Nathan Coulton-Isle. I've got Faf stashed. Um, but that's the team. What? What? How's your team different now than it was um, when we last uh, spoke? Well, I've been doing some changes as well. Um, essentially, I have taken out Faf Duplessis, or my placeholder for Faf, and I've invested that into essentially Peter Siddle. Mm -hmm. So I've started Peter Siddle, and then I've moved Shadab Khan up to bat. Play Riley Rousseau. Um, And to replace that number as well, I've also taken out Joe Burns. And I've put in uh, Aaron Hardy into my bowl as an mm-hmm. emergent, as a you know a loop for the first round. Because the great thing about this is that Shawness can replicate that role in round two. Because it's the same dual position, low price. It'll be easy as. Um, otherwise, I'll run you through my team. Makes more sense then. I've got Jukes and Inglis still as my keepers. Um, I've got Matthew Short, Daniel Sams, Alex Hales, Shadab Khan, Marcus Stoinis, with Rosso and Connolly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have Sean Abbott, Rashid Khan, Peter Siddle, Colin DeGrandhome, Adam Zampa, uh, and then Aaron Hardy and Harry Conway. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you think Conway, I mean, Conway is one we talked he, about. If, if, yeah. if Siddle's in, could be in danger. What are you going to do if... Um, He's he He's, doesn't get a go. I'm going to take him to the cheapest playing player in the bowling section. Or yeah, pretty much cheapest playing player in the bowling section is what I'll do. Yeah, which may not be a double game player. Yeah, may not be, but I'll just roll with it. 
Yeah, um, I'm I'm interested in Hardy. Um, you know, there could be a chance. I mean, I've had Nisa for the longest time just because I love a bit of Michael. Um, yeah. But there's a possibility that I could do a move there, save 20K, and I could get maybe um, Colin de Grand home back into the team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm of the same mind as you. I think um, there's probably, in when it comes to Perth Scorchers, there's probably, you know, Everyone's going to go the same out of the same four players, but I really think that moving those funds, you know, from Mitch Marsh now back into your team because you've got he was the most expensive player in the game. It's going to make it teams different, I reckon. And teams are going to go with different approaches. Um, I like that you're still keeping with uh, Sean Abbott. Um, maybe that's how I get extra funds because now um, in round two, Matt Short, you know, off to Faf, easy. Same price. Maybe if yep. Matt Short has a good first round, it's nice and easy into Faf. You can definitely hold Rashid Khan, which is what you want to do. Um, and, you know, I could save myself 50K if I want to have Ty there instead. Um, it's going to make for a lot of interesting stuff in the next, you know, nine days before the Big Bash starts. I'm really interested to see who they sign. Um, yeah. I reckon the pool is, I mean, nine days out from this competition start. Realistically, um, it's it's going to be short. I reckon the. I mean, I just said Roy because you know he was good at a certain time and he has played with them before, so I figured he could be a chance. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see who they replace him with. I think in terms of their actual domestic squad, they'll just put Teague Wiley, who's a very uh, well-renowned eighteen-year-old Perth batter. He's played a lot in the Sheffield Shield. Avid cricket fans will know all about him. He'll come into that top squad. Um, and then I think he himself becomes a bit of a cheeky watch because they'll just blood him if they need to. And there's a lot of hype around him. He's a player for the future for sure. You know, he's big uh, prodigy, essentially. Uh, but there's been no rumours yet as to who they could find mm. um, to replace him. I, I like the Kieran Pollard idea if he's willing to swallow his pride and come down as a replacement player. Yeah, well, I mean, the Windies are in town, so he'd have, you know, he'd have some some of his friends in the neighbourhood that he can chat to. Um, I like that. I mean, I'd I'd take a I'd take a punt on him because he'd probably go straight up towards the top of their order as well, maybe batting at four yeah. or three. I'd aim at, I've got whoever their international is. They probably need him batting at three to five. Yep. Um, and like you said, he's ha- he has bowled in, in his career as well. Yeah. And he'd be there and probably just on, you know, reputation. He might get it over yeah. or two. But I am interested in Aaron Hardy. You're not interested in – if Bancraft opens, you wouldn't take a punt on him? I, oh, I probably would. I'd prefer it if Hobson opened because he, he's the better opener in T20 format, in the T20 format. Um yeah, I, I just he's oh, what's his name? Bancroft's failed a bunch of times as an opener for Perth, whereas Hobson, when they were last year, oh, yeah, so he played two games. He had pretty much one innings where he scored uh, forty six runs. Sorry, got it wrong. Didn't score fifty. He scored 46 runs, you know, slow strike rate, but, you know, anyway. I just, I prefer Hobson. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen other names thrown in there. McSweeney is in absolute sensational form, hasn't been signed anywhere. Whiteman, has he got a contract for this year? He's uh, been over Whiteman there before. Hanscom as well. Oh, Hanscom. Like, he's been in a right He's experience. He's rubbish T20, but he's experienced. Yeah, he's experienced. And, but he, and he's in pretty decent enough form, I think, for, for, yep. for maybe a signing. So um, it could be interesting. I mean, if someone comes in and takes an opening spot, I will be interested in him. And, you know, Hardy is like a, you know, Stoinis Price, like you said, for somebody who's an all-rounder, you can f- switch around in your team, which I don't mind. I'm really interested to see how it goes. Um, what do you think of Perth's chances now? Without those, um, they're, they're, definitely... they're definitely not. Sixers now are premiership favourites, I think. They're not mm. premiership favourites, the Scorchers. Unless they sign Pollard, I just don't, for the whole season, it would have to be for the whole season, really. And I don't think he's available for the whole season. I, yeah. They've they've clearly lost two bats, you know, two huge yeah. bats in Salt and, and you know, like uh, Inglis is talented. Faf is a big um, signing to replace another international for seven games, but yeah. late, late tournament, um, that batting top five looks shaky to me. The one thing they do have in their favour is that they get Cameron Green back. Mm. So after the Sydney test, Cameron Green plays the entire remainder of the season, and that is he'll basically be an identical replacement to Mitch Marsh, but maybe on a grander scale. So for Supercoach, the moment Cameron Green plays, you've got to own him. Because he'll bowl four, he'll bat three. Yeah. I mean, and some people were saying, you know, at the start of the season, they'd have him there as their bench loop so they don't have to make a trade later on in the season. Yeah, I almost would still. I almost would still. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's all really interesting stuff. I I think it's funny that you and I both jumped. As soon as Sid signed, we got him in. Yeah, because uh, I think it might have been early on last year. It was a double game round. Uh, He was lowly owned. He took four junk time death wickets and got a five wicket haul and that just set me apart yeah he loves junk time he, he's one of those um bowlers i think it was great in his career as well he can find the stumps and he can find the yep. pads he's just one of those bowlers so and he was i think he from memory he was like the leading wicket taker in last year's tournament so um i've had thornton in i had him in for a day i had poor old um colin de, de grand home do you think that it might be wise for me to just, you know, take advantage of this news and maybe if I want Nisa, I can bring him in for round three if I want instead of yeah. taking him right from round one. Round three is a fair distance away from round one. Maybe mm. I forget the, the Nisa um, plan. I mean, he's going to be a great target when uh, after the Perth double. So in head of the uh, Brisbane double, he will be a priority target, but I think for now you sort of just, you know, yeah, yeah call first... a day and you go to Colin de home because uh, people are claiming that he's going to have a big part, nothing role really. But I just I just disagree. I, I don't think they're going to play five outright bowlers and have – because they're going to want to play Tom Kelly. They're going to want – they're going to have to play Harry Nielsen at six or seven. And so de home is probably going to bat at five and bowl two to three overs a game. It's a good role. It's a good role. Yeah, I think batting bat five game. and two overs is fine by me. Um, I, I liked just the feel. You know, I was saying to you a few weeks ago, I feel like I'm a couple of all-rounders short. So if it became, you know, a, a role-enhanced hardy and I got Colin back in, I can get Nisa. What, what's going to happen? If Nisa starts um, well, he might be 130K. 
you know? Well, the benefit of Nice is he's only playing one game in each each round, so he's not going to change too drastically in price because you don't have massive price swings in the first round. It's as you go on and your and your break even just starts to plummet. That's when you're going to get these massive uh, price rises. And if he's just performing, putting out solid 50 or 60, 70-point scores, his break-even's not going to reach like negative 5 or negative 10. It's going to be like 20, 30. And then all it takes is a wickedless spell and the money dries up. Yeah. Um, so I think that the long and short of it is that... maybe on... Oh, sorry, you cut out, so I missed you. No, no, I, I finished. I was... Yeah, I think the long and short of it is that um, we said it was English season right from you know preseason. It's re it's it's back. English season is back. Faf is definitely batting three or opening in that team probably. So I think you're going to want to own him now. You take a Mitch Marsh out of there. Um, there could be a cheapy under hundred hundred k to pick from for Perth in their top three or four. I reckon. Um, Sids is in, and I think. Sits in kind of makes me all the other bowlers for the Adelaide strikers pace bowlers go down a notch. So instead of trying to go one of those other ones, I've just gone Sids himself. Um, I think that that's, you know, if he was 180 or 170, I was quite happy with 150. That's probably where I expected he would be in the leading wicket taker. Um, And I think there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of freedom now to mess around with your team a little bit more because, you take out 240 and that becomes a 150 play. You've got 90 extra K. Uh, I think that people should have a play with their teams. You could probably just, you know, spruce it up a bit. Yeah, I agree. I think this might be one of the instances where you just clear, clear your team and have another crack at making it. That's what I'm about to do once we're off. Yeah, because we all were planning for Mitch Marsh and now yeah. you're not. So you're... Now, finding 180 for Faf in round two is easy. 60K yeah. cheaper. You know, and you've you've been Burns and I've been Larker. We've had these 60Kers. Now you can probably get up to 80s and 90s. You can prob- We can probably think about round two with a bit more. You know, it was always going to be Faf. We, we we're going to have Salt, Faf, and Mitch Marsh. We're like, how the hell do you own them in a tie as well? We've taken some of those options away, so it's a bit cheaper to buy now. There's probably going to be a cheap option in their top order that you can go as well, a la Alarkin <laughs> slash Burns. Yeah. So I think that we're going to see some interesting teams now. Some It was some definitely interesting things. It'll be good in another week on the Friday when we record to have a look at the ownership. Everyone seems to be slow to react, but now that we're getting closer to the big back launch, maybe we'll see a true reflection of ownership Um, you know, in another week's time because it'll only be a few days out. That's going to be a really interesting one to look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you'll see a massive uh, range in ownership across a bunch of players. Like, I'm just looking at it right now on face value, and I could feasibly pick Nathan Ellis if I wanted a cheaper pod. If I didn't want to pay 205000 for Sean Abbott, I'd pay up for Nathan Ellis because I'm a believer that this is his big breakout season and that he's going to take bigger leading wicket taker. I've said that a couple of times on the show, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, I think you can go now because, look, let's not lie, you know, someone like Mish Marsh is a premium player. So you take away some – and Maxi was a premium. You take away some of these premium options – Maybe you go a premium in Sean Abbott or an Alice or a you know Philippi or a 
you know, go go because don't sacrifice on premiums. It just might be a premium that's not on the double, you know, to start with. Because technically, yeah. you know, someone like Sean Abbott, we've seen it before. He can outscore double players in, in one game. So don't be too obsessed yeah. with that. Um, Nathan, a little impromptu reaction pod. Mitch Marsh. It's a bit sad. I love the big bison. He had such a great season. He averaged 100 last year. Yeah, I was I was pumped. I was like, here we go. This is going to be the season that we're going to have two people score roughly, average roughly 100 in Stoinis. And Mitch Marsh. But, mm. oh, well, I guess it just means Marcus Stoinis will be the guy that averages 100 now. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, a poor old, I mean, the poor old Scorchers, they've had a drug thing. They've got two players out with injury now. Um, you've got Jai Richardson mm. and an injury concern. It's just, yeah. you know, um, and I think the Thunder probably get second place because they've had a bit as well that's gone um, wrong with them with Willie pulling out and, you know. Um, Sam's, Sam's in doubt. Yeah, Sam's in doubt. What are you going to do if Sam's is out? Oh, cry. Um, no, if it's a bad injury, like if it's a month out, I think you've got to own Ben Cutting. He's straight in. He bats six. He will bowl two to three overs. Your boy, McAndrew, becomes a borderline must because that's mm. a bat seven, bowl four. Mm. Um, he could even bat six in some situations. You know, the funds you've got there, I think you can start, you know, if we knew in the next week or so that Sam's was missing a big t- big amount of time, then I would start contemplating maybe running with two big-name scorchers on your bench. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I don't, I don't like to create mass panic, but I've heard a couple of light rumors i've heard a couple of light rumors that there is a decent enough doubt that he's going to be there for round one sense yeah i heard I, I think we might have heard them from the uh same chat mm. and uh yeah it's gonna be an interesting week we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting here recording like a two-hour podcast next week <laughs> it's like we went and took the top 10 players for price in supercoach and we just put a line through them pretty much yep. Pretty much. Uh, if Sam's yep. is out, uh, that that's the way it'll feel like. All right, Nathan, absolutely terrific to have you on short notice. Um, we'll talk again in a week, I'm sure. And when it's real close, we'll might even know who Perth have grabbed by then. Yep. Um, and it'll be really interesting. And we'll our teams will probably I can't believe every time we we talked yesterday and our teams are already different. Next yep. week it could be completely different again. I want to do the same as you. I want to delete it and go again. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. All right, cheers, mate. I appreciate it. See you later. Thanks. Tight. Oh, it's four. Oh, 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 has taken the wild thing and sent him possibly out of the room. Look at the look on his face. He's just, well, that's what I do.